Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, everyone. May God bless you this day. You know, happy are the people whose God is the Lord. I love happiness. I love talking about happiness. I love being happy. I lived in one of the happiest households growing up that I think anybody could possibly live in. Happiness was a key to our life. Smiling, joking, laughing. I tell you what, I just think we ought to be happy people. I try to have a happy church. I think our church is a very happy church. We do a lot of laughing in church. And some people say, well, you laugh in church? Well, we share messages sometimes. We tell stories and that, that make people laugh. And we see a lot of joy. People see by your countenance who you are. You know, I want to be somebody that I'm known for joy, not somebody that I'm known that I'm not known for gloom. You know, there's too many gloomy people. There's too many negative people. We look at all the dark side of everything. Believe me, during this time right now, we're seeing that all over the place. But we need people to stand up and be happy. Again, happy are the people whose God is the Lord. We have a reason to be happy. We serve the Lord Jesus Christ who loves us, who has a plan for us, and who we will see again someday. And it's going to be a great day. It's going to be a great reunion. So many of you I'll get to know in heaven because you love Jesus too. I am so excited that we have a place awaiting for us. And yes, I'm like you. I'm not probably any hurry to get there. I just want the Lord's timing. Thy will be done, O Lord, whatever you choose. But no one thing, it's going to be a great joy to enter the kingdom of heaven. Yesterday, just randomly, I was, I was on my computer, and I was just looking up stories that people had of heaven. You know, and of course, you got to realize they're all just stories. You, you, nothing you can say is, hey, this actually happened, but they say it has. But there, I think, is over, I think, 600,000 people that have had heaven experiences. And, uh, you know, and I certainly I don't think all 600,000 are wrong and they certainly may have and and but they're interesting and they're encouraging because most of them kind of go along with what the Bible says. And if they don't go along with the Bible says or if it's contrary to the Bible, then you got yourself something to weigh on. But I tell you what, I want to be happy. I mean, that my dad used to talk about that all the time with us and and he emulated that it was it was just who he was and. And that's who he was known for. He said, why is your dad so happy? Is he always that way? I said, yes. What you see in public is what you see behind closed doors. That is who he was. A lot of people portray something different away from their homes or they get to the church. But I'm telling you something, not my father. And I know I talk about him a lot. I apologize for that. But you know what? His influence in my life has been so profound that, uh, you know, I just... He's the greatest example I can think of when it comes to happiness. Well, Romans chapter 15, verse 13, the Apostle Paul wrote to the Romans, and he wrote great things. Of course, he wrote a lot about salvation, about coming to Jesus and accepting him as Lord and Savior and forgiving our sins and helping us realize the importance of of being everything that he wants us to be and that we could be more than conquerors with him, that we, we have what it takes to make it to heaven, and that's Jesus Christ. But he also talks a little bit about happiness and joy. I know Philippians is really big with joy and happiness and rejoicing. And uh, Paul, again, he wrote that too. But Romans fifteen thirteen says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing 
that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That you may abound in hope. Your hope is fixed on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. He has a plan for your life. The question is, are you living that plan? Are you serving him with all your heart, soul, and mind? Are you putting him first in your daily activities, in your daily discussions, in your daily time alone? Are you honoring him with your gifts to uh, honoring him in your tithes and offerings? Are you honoring him in your faithfulness to your church or to a church? Are you honoring God? Are you being humble before him? You know what? Every single one of us are going to give an account of our lives. We can't get away from that. Every one of us. And he's going to want to know what you've done. Did you believe in him? Did you really put your trust in him? Did you really put your faith in him? Did you allow him to lead Did you follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit? Are you living by the Holy Spirit? I remember what I said last week in my one of my last messages was in Acts. He uh, Peter in his sermon says, "Repent and be baptized, every one of you, and you will receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will be there to guide you, to give you boldness, to give you courage, to give you words when you can't come up with words." to quicken your spirit, quicken your mind to things that you need to think about. I think some of our problem in life is we just don't spend time alone with God and without talking to him. We just want to always talk instead of listen. Remember what David said in Psalms 46? He said, you know what? Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. People, we've got to be still. We've got to know that he is God. We've got to know that he has a plan and he wants us to follow him and to be still before him and to listen. You say, well, will God talk to me? Well, God will lay things on your heart. And I don't know, maybe he'll say, hey, Sally or Larry or Stevie, do this or that. But I know one thing, he will prompt your spirit to do things you need to do when you spend time listening and time in obedience to him. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's an amazing thing, and our relationship is so, so important. And I don't want any of you ever to say, well, I just wonder if I'm a Christian or not. If you believe in Jesus, that he died for your sins and rose again, you know what? You will, you will make it in life. You will do well in life because that's what matters. You know, I, I am uh, always happy about people when I see them and they're so smiling and and they're so happy about life and, and they're living even through some real difficult times. They're choosing to make great decisions, you know, and I hope that that you are making those decisions all the time because God has big, big, big plans for all those who will put their faith and trust in him. He has big plans for churches. You guys all go to different churches. I'm really glad you do. I'm glad you're involved in a good Bible-believing church, and you're making a difference. And I hope you're making a difference. You know that, uh, you know, as we always say in our church, honor God and he will honor you. But uh, you just, it's something you got to do. And I hope that happens. But anyway, as I'm thinking about, oh, I, like I said, I was 46.10, Psalms 46.10, as I was talking about, be still and know that I am God, you know. I just, 
you know, sometimes we are not still before God. Sometimes we just, we do our own thing. And it's time to say, God, I'm going to put my faith and my trust in you. And I'm going to listen, listen to you. You know, I love the Psalms. I, I read them often. I listen to them. The other morning, I listened to 45 Psalms in the morning on my, my app. I was laying there just listening. And so many, so much encouragement comes from David. The realness, because David was a real person. David struggled in his life. David had made some poor decisions. He's just like you and I. We make some poor decisions. But he realized this. In fact, verse 4 of chapter 54 of Psalms, he said, Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is the sustainer of my soul. The Lord is the sustainer of my soul. People of God, the Lord is the sustainer of your soul. The Lord knows what you're about. He knows your thought pattern. He knows what it is to get you motivated. The question is, will we listen? I tell you, in my life, I just sometimes I just kind of coasted along instead of saying, Lord, I just need you. I need you to guide me. I need to be aware. I need awareness. Over the years, probably the most, uh, one of the most things that I've worked on that God has helped me with is to be aware of his presence all the time. Oh, I always knew it, but I never really thought about it that much. Just kind of went through life. Now when I'm going in the car, I think about it all the time. I think about, and I call upon him. It's just, it's a habitual thing. It's like praying without ceasing. And I want to do that more. Oh, I'm not perfect. Don't get me wrong there. I I still, I can be interrupted by <laughs> by that bad traffic or something, you know. I get these things to get to me because I'm just not very patient. That's one thing I need help in, working on my patience. I'm getting better. I am a little bit better, I think. I should be at 66, right? You know, you should be getting it down. But I don't know. I just, I want to be the best I can be for Jesus. I want to live in happiness. I want to go in places and that people would say, there's something different about him. It's his happiness. It's joy. And then the doors will open for you to tell people where your joy comes from. The joy comes from the Lord. He makes every day so beautiful for me. Every day so wonderful. And even when bad things happen, I just got another call of a another death dealing with COVID, that a, a sister of somebody in the church. Are, are, and I just like, are you kidding it's just, you know, what do you just try to encourage people? That's the second or third one this week from people I've heard from that I even know. And it's just constant. And to try to be happy through all that. The happiness is this. If they've knew Jesus, they're in the presence of Jesus, they don't have to worry about their lives anymore. They don't have to worry about what the future holds. God has them in his hands forever, and we'll see them all again. That's the thing. That's why I hold on to my son died, you know, almost 30 years ago in a car wreck. And you know what? I know I'm going to see him again. I know that I'm going to get to heaven. He's going to run up and, and give me a hug and, and say, Daddy, I'm so glad you're here. I don't know if he'll be, he was five when he died. I don't know if he'll be 35. I don't know what it's going to be like in heaven. But I know one thing. I think it's going to be a great day. It's going to be a great day for me when I see Jesus and I see my heavenly Father face to face. And then I see all those that got before me, my son and my father and my mother and my two oldest brothers and all the friends, my best buddy Mel and all those that I've loved over the years. They're going to be there to greet me and we're going to have a, a joy forever together doing the great things we enjoy, living life for Jesus Christ. Well, folks, be happy. Love people. 
I hope you have a really good day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.